Jeff Bezos has one of the leadership principles is bias for action, like move fast. And so my husband and I decided that any time in life when there was an opportunity, we were going to move with 50% of the information. Mm, because by the like time that. you get 70, 80, 90% of the information, either the opportunity is gone or somebody else has done it. Yep, exactly. And that's how you stay ahead. If you know 50% and 50% is good, do it. So y'all have heard me talk a crap ton about how dope this industry is, the opportunities, uh, just the experience, the culture, the work-life balance, everything about being in tech. But when we take it a step further, we talk about big tech and we talk about the opportunities in big tech and how they're in a league of their own. Well, our guest today doesn't just work in tech, doesn't just work in big tech. Our guest today has actually worked in three different big tech companies. And so not just has she worked in these positions, but she's also been able to maneuver in a way to even avoid certain layoffs that have unfortunately taken place at some of those big tech companies. Uh, but to take it a, a super step further, this guest also is someone that has information that helps people get into the industry as well. Um, so y'all want to introduce y'all to our guest today, Toya. Uh, Toya, thank you so much for being here with us. Absolutely. I'm excited. I was just telling you before the camera start rolling, the spot is dope. It's a pleasure yeah. to be here. Thank you so much. All right. So so what's super crazy, and Eric and Rhea don't even know this, uh, what's really funny is that, so Toya and I, we met at a at a tech conference, at the Black Men in Tech conference. Yeah. Uh, a shout out to a Black Men in Tech. And when we had met, because I saw her up on stage speaking. So she was there speaking, and I had the opportunity to speak there and Tay and a few other dope people. And um, I was like, yo, this girl's dope. She's dropping nuggets. And I, I posted some of, of the things she was saying on social. And I was like, okay, I need, I want to tag her. So I walked up. I was like, yo, like, what's, you know, I want to tag you. And I think we had talked, we had rapped a little bit about, like, doing some stuff. So thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. No, for real. I'm excited about this. I have a lot, lot to talk about, so. Yeah. Well, bet. Well, let's go ahead and jump right into it then. So. So you've been at Amazon. Yep. Um, transition from Amazon yep. to, to Meta. Yep. And uh, we'll talk at some point that you saw the writing on the wall. Yep. And uh, which uh, you literally just shared before we started recording. I thought it was really dope. But you transitioned from Meta and now you're at Twitch. And of course, Amazon owns Twitch. That's but right. they're still kind of treated probably as their own company, I'm assuming. Yep, it's a subsidiary, but Twitch is like a, just a really special, unique place. So while a lot of the processes come down from Amazon, Twitch still has its like uniqueness. Yeah, did a, I think I heard recently, uh, and this is gonna sound really bad on my part, uh, but was Twitch was Twitch founded by a black man? No. Okay, yeah, I thought I was tripping. <laughs> I thought someone said something. And no. I was like, what? I don't know about that. But I was like, Okay, Toy gonna be her. I just ask her like straight up. I was like, nah. well, I don't know about that. Okay, cool. And that wasn't even like in the list of questions. That was just something I was curious about. <laughs> curious about. All right, so all right, so please like share with us like what was your journey into tech and like also how have you been intentional about getting certain opportunities in this industry? Yeah. Um. So all right, I'm gonna have to take it way back. Uh, when I think about like man, back in the day, I'm from Buffalo, New York. I remember making probably $20,000 a year. And I had, obviously I had no idea I was gonna end up at Amazon, I was gonna end up at Meta. Um, but what I did know is that I wanted to make a shit ton of money. Yeah, I knew that I wanted to make big impact in the mm -hmm. world. Um, and like real talk, I just looked around and realized that I just wanted something better. So like I, I know that I knew that there had to be something else out in the universe. So um, I was privileged with the opportunity to have like a bunch of mentors mm -hmm. and the insight to know that I needed to keep strong, successful people around me in order to like understand that there's a bigger world outside of where I am. Mm -hmm. So anyway, long story short, 
Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I had just heard about tech and I heard about people in tech making a lot of money. Yeah. But of course, at that time, I had no tech experience. Um, and so my thought process was, okay, how do I gain experience? How do I take the experience I have, leverage that to something else, leverage that to something else, leverage that to something else? And like, really, that is the story of my entire journey. So mm. when I was, I don't even know, years ago, when I lived in Buffalo, 15 plus years ago, um, like I said, make $20,000 a year. I worked with um, at-risk youth. Um, but a lot of that, a lot of working with them, I had to like set up appointments and stuff for healthcare. So I learned a lot about insurance. Um, and so then when my husband and I moved to Orlando, I was thinking like, how can I use this insurance experience to get a bit, a little bit of bigger bag? Again, I'm $20,000, so anything is a little bit yeah, more, exactly, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, okay, I took the healthcare experience and I went into um, a healthcare company. I went to Aetna from mm -hmm. Aetna. Again, this whole time being super intentional that like I'm doing one or two years at each place, gaining yeah. the information, doubling down on my resources and my experience inside of these companies, taking that and then going to the next thing. Yeah. So at Aetna, learned a lot about customers, learned a lot about like the back end systems um, that are required in order to run someone's insurance payments. Um, so from there, I went from Aetna to a uh, healthcare technology company called McKesson. Mm -hmm. And when I was there, that's when I started like meeting specifically with tech folks, understanding like back-end tech systems, um, like Epic. Um, and so did that for a couple years, but again, laser focus on building relationships and understanding just tech in general. Mm -hmm. From there, I applied to Amazon. Again, I, we can talk about this a little bit later. Mm -hmm. I had no knowledge, no referral, no nothing. I'm just mm -hmm. like, yo, I know that people at Amazon get paid a lot of money. Yeah. So I applied at Amazon, no lie. Every time I say this, people think I'm bugging. I applied probably 50 times. Because wow. I'm like, because I'm like, okay, the law of large numbers says yeah, it's a that if game. I apply 50 times, somebody has to call me. Yes. Right? Yeah, because at least they're like, <laughs> yo, sh this, sh this person <laughs> really wants it. Either that or I'm crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One of the two. So, yeah. okay. Um, so I finally got the call from Amazon. They flew me out to um, New Jersey. Yeah. Did an interview, killed the interview, smoked yeah, was, the interview. Oh, you better you apply for this time. Wait, like, yo, this is it. But then they called me and told me I didn't get the job. So literally. Oh, no. <laughs> literally oh, no. devastated. I would have been like, Jeff, uh-uh, Jeff. <laughs> don't ask how I got your number, Jeff. Don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> literally devastated. Um, I remember for crying, my husband was like, hey, you good. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, just do it again. Yeah, um, wow. Shout out to hubby. No, We're going to talk about relationships yeah. and making sure we're sticking around the people who promote our, like, inner happiness and strength and our will to do more. But we're going to yeah. get there later. Um, okay, so then they called me back just magically, like, a week later. Like, right. you know what? Um, unfortunately, the person that got the job was just local, so they could start now, but we really loved you. So what about considering a role in Seattle? Mm. And I'm like, bet. I didn't know what the role was. I didn't know what it had to do with. I'm like, bet. It was the most money I had ever seen. We were yeah. living in um, we were living in South Florida at the time. So they relocated us from South Florida to Seattle. Mm. And like that was all she wrote. After so that, nice. once I got the taste, yeah. Of what it's like living that life, that was it. Yeah. That was it. There's nothing like it. That's incredible. Yo, shouts out to you for your level of like dedication, consistency. I've seen a lot of people, like I've gotten DMs of people, uh, you know, you know, and I'm sure you've experienced this probably significantly more than even I have, but people reaching out and they'll be like, Man, you know, I, I've applied I've applied to maybe fifty companies or, you know, a hundred companies, 
And I'm like, man, I applied to like 500 companies. Yeah. I was, when I was first getting in, and I was denied by all, whether yep. they just denied me or I didn't pass the interview. And I was like, and only three companies out of all of those companies, only three were like, yeah, we want to hire you. Mm-hmm. And only two really gave me decent offers. And one was the one that I accepted. And it's like, you know, so, I, but I I can't even like, I, I, my story doesn't hold like, you know, a candle to, to what it is that you're talking about, where you're like, no, I was dedicated to apply to this company. 50 times and so that's a huge piece that i think people should really absorb and and let that soak in like don't allow rejection from a particular company or from multiple companies within this industry like keep them back yep and i think to your point um people get a rejection and they immediately take it personally yeah um and sometimes it's not about you yeah like, I think that folks don't understand just the sheer mass of resumes that come through the door. Like, mm-hmm. there's a, a role opened up recently at Twitch, and a bunch of folks reached out to me. It's not even on my team, but a bunch of folks reached out to me. And so when I hit the hiring manager up, she was like, yeah, like, I'll take your referrals, but we have 400 people in two days. Whoa. So, like, literally, this could have nothing to do with your your resume might yeah. be perfect. You might be a perfect person for the job. So I would say the two takeaways to this point is, A, like, apply early and often mm-hmm. and be consistent. Like, don't, you know, if you don't get the job the first time, apply yeah. again. It's cool. Yeah, it is beautiful. I think especially for, um, I know, like, part of your niche is, um, is women of color, spe- uh, specifically black women. And I know something that I've seen many black women uh, begin to internalize, because obviously we, we know about uh, all of the the disparities and mm-hmm. you know the way that um, people of color, but then take it further, like black women are, are, are treated um, in the world. And I've seen many black women start to internalize rejection yep. and start to think, oh, it's because I'm a black woman. And yep. so like, wh- I guess, what, are, what would you say to a black woman who is getting rejected by tech companies and she might be thinking, man, is it because I'm a black woman? Yeah, okay, so... I'm not going to negate the fact that it isn't because you're a black woman, because mm-hmm. that absolutely could be the case. Yeah. We already know that there's not a, a lot of folks that look like us in these tech spaces. These mm-hmm. spaces weren't created for us or by us. Yeah. But so what? Stay in the game. Like We have so much to offer. Um, tech companies that are global, that are offering products and services to global audiences need us. Yeah. They need diversity of thought. They need people who come in and just mix things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So... Like there's a there's a rubric, in my opinion, like there's a real strategic rule book that folks can follow. But you got to stay in the game like you absolutely have to stay in the game and recognize that you do belong in these spaces. And so also like that question makes me think about the the first position I had at Amazon. And Mm -hmm. I'm always uh, like open and upfront and transparent about this because I need people to understand that it's real out here like. The glitz and the glamour and the money and the salary and the, and the sign-on bonus is awesome, but it's also real work yeah, that has I to take that. place yeah. inside of these tech companies. Um, and so I would say probably three months in. So now remember, remember I just told you that they relocated us. More money than I'd ever seen yeah. from South Florida to um, Seattle. Mm-hmm. Three months in. Literally the three months in, I was on something called a development plan. Basically, you about to get fired. Yeah. Like you're Ooh. not holding up. You're not performing. Okay. And so devastating. Yeah. Super stressful. Um, and so um, I like luckily my story like flipped and I was able to find a mentor. I was able mm-hmm. to get on a team that really was aligned to the things that I'm good at and also find a mentor that empowered me to show up as I truly am because I wasn't doing that the first three months. Like this yeah. was all new to me. This was a culture shock. I was working in a predominantly white space, of course. Mm-hmm. And I just what didn't I never had given myself permission to be myself. Yeah. 
And so when I met this woman and she kind of just gave me the permission that I needed, um, that's really where the magic happened. Like Mm -hmm. that is where the growth happened. That's where I felt like I deserved to be there and I belong to be there and they needed me there. Mm -hmm. And like that's a different flex when you walk into a space feeling 100% unapologetic about how you show up. Like that's when the the increase in performance and all of those things happen. So from there, spent a little time at Amazon. Then, like I said, I went over to Meta. And so at Meta, like I really felt like, oh yeah, this this yeah. is for me. Yeah. This is for me. So went to Meta, performed really well at Meta, and then kind of to your point earlier, started seeing the writing on the wall. That's yeah. another conversation we can have. Is so. So I, I do I do want to get there. Uh, okay. But one of the things I, I want to touch on, just based on what you had just mentioned, mm-hmm. was like. I actually loved it. Like you actually started me when you had mentioned the. Would you say it was like a development or plan. program or something? It's like, called a, it's called a PIP, um, yeah. a performance improvement plan. Okay, okay, I've heard it. I've heard of PIP. So, yeah. but I love how one one. Thank you for sharing it. Thank you for being like being vulnerable in that way. But I think that's so beneficial because you had mentioned earlier how like yo, there's real work in this industry. Yep, yep. I'm trying to reshape my brand to help people understand. Yeah. Because I've talked a lot about, like, oh, how much money, how great it is. But I'm starting to realize, oh, there's a lot of people that just think, like, oh, yep. they're just being handed these jobs and not have to do much. That's right. So I love you mentioning there's real work. But I also love you mentioning, hey, after you got this dream, dream career, moved to Seattle, that, yeah, after a few months, that there were some areas of improvement and adjustment that you needed to make. Um, dope to hear that transparency, but also to hear that instead of you just throwing your hands up and giving up, you're like, okay, let me reach out. Let me yeah. network. Let me see who I can yeah. connect with to help myself make make those adjustments. Like, what would you say to someone who, okay, they get in tech and maybe they deal with that same thing? Like, what uh, what would you suggest for them to do to help them yeah. like, maybe step it up? Because maybe they're at a company that, that doesn't have a pit. Yeah. And that company just might be like, yeah, we don't know about this. So what can they do to, to self-start in that way? Um, like, easy answer. You have to find community. You mm-hmm. have to find a safe space for um, you to be able to come, be open and transparent and learn from other people who have done the things that you're looking to do. Mm -hmm. Um, When I, so again, after going through that situation, it was the first time in my life that I realized like, yo, there is nowhere for women of color to go to get this information. Like I recognize it like, yo, I'm doing this firsthand in real time. I don't don't have parents that have been in tech. I don't even have friends that have been in tech. So when I'm writing a six pager, like, I don't know if it's right. This is real time on the spot. And so like now I recognize that is the importance of surrounding yourself around people who can give you those gems. You don't have to do everything for the first time on your own. Mm -hmm. And so I know we talked a little bit about this. Well, I wrote a little bit about this is like I went from Amazon to Meta and at that moment I received a bunch of inquiries from black women on LinkedIn and they were just asking me like sis how did you do this it seems amazing I'm struggling with this Um, how do I navigate a a predominantly white space and so at that time I just started saying like okay let me take these calls let me take some calls and do a little bit of mentoring and then one call turned into three and then three turned into seven and seven turned into 50 I'm like all right this is a thing yeah Like the inability for black women to find mentorship and spaces for them to learn and grow and be empowered is scarce. So I decided to build it. So I literally started, this was a couple years ago, I started probably on a Saturday 
with 15 people on a call, just kicking it, just mm -hmm. talking about like, what do we need to do to be intentional? What are some of the things we need to say and the way we need to show up in these interviews, the specific things that tech recruiters wanna hear that are outside of our knowledge. Like yeah. we just haven't been privileged to have this information. And then, you know, those 15 women turn into 50 and the 50 turn into 70 and the 70 turn into 700 plus. Man, wow. Because it was necessary, mm -hmm. you know, like I always hear entrepreneurs talk about like when you really find your niche, rich is in the niche. You know, when you find yeah, your niche, yeah. it's literally magical. And that's what happened. Like I didn't go into this thinking I was going to, you know, make money or create a business. But I went into this like, yo, I have to help people and be that thing that I didn't have when I started off and I was failing at Amazon. Mm -hmm. So to your question, what would I tell people is find your community um, you have to be laser focused and strategic and intentional. Mm -hmm. There are things that you need to do when you first go in. Like it was probably only three years ago that I learned that when you first start a tech company, you absolutely need to go and find your mentor, your advisor and your sponsor and a connection in HR. You need to be Man. so close with your HRBP that they know you, your mama, your kids' names, and everybody. What is HRBP? So, uh, like an HR business partner, yeah, uh, and okay. maybe it's not called that at every company, but just yeah. somebody in HR. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because typically at these tech companies, um, during performance cycles, yeah. performance reviews, the mm -hmm. HRBP is in the room. Mm -hmm. So they're in the room with your manager, all of your manager's peers, when your rating is being given out. Mm -hmm. So even if you're pretty good at your job, but no one knows you, guess what? You're probably not going to get a great rating because like, oh, I know Latoya, but kind of not really. I don't know what she's into. Yeah. So naturally, they're going to kind of overlook some things. You absolutely. Absolutely. So like I just started watching and learning like that the people who really and, and not to shy away from like really working hard, too. Yeah, of course. I'm sorry. No, not working hard, working smarter and being strategic okay. in your work. Um, but like you got to have those connections and th that was just something I learned that I had no idea and you wouldn't know that. Yeah. Like no, you, no, wouldn't you wouldn't know that. No, not at all. Hey y'all, we have some incredible, incredible news that I'm super excited about to finally announce our private tech community. Yes, yes, you heard that right a private tech community exclusively for you all who want more than just the podcast, you want more than just the FAQs, you wanna talk with tech recruiters, you wanna talk with, with hiring managers, you wanna talk with coaches, you wanna talk with people that can help with editing and rewriting your resume. Maybe you're somebody where you just wanna be a part of a community where we're talking about updates of what's happening in the software industry. Y'all, this community that we've launched is also going to involve a Discord where we're gonna be talking about updates in tech, we're gonna be talking about companies that are hiring. We're gonna be talking about upcoming tech events. So that way you don't have to miss any of the gems that I know, but not even just what I know, but the gems that friends of mine that are also in the tech industry know as well. So if you wanna be a part of that community, go ahead and sign up so that way you can join us. We have a few different tiers. Ultimately, it's all tuned in for you. Oh, and last thing, also within this community, we're gonna be streaming all of our interviews with our podcast guests. So instead of you having to wait months to watch the videos later on, you will actually be able to watch the interviews in real time and ask your live questions to those guests. So make sure you join our tech community. Because yeah, we talk a lot in this space about networking, you know, different tech networking events, but I love you mentioning the value of networking internally, like yep. networking within your actual company and building those relationships. Not just a relationship with somebody you can key key with on the side, right. but relationships that matter, you know, they have a, a genuine ROI. Yep. So I love you touching on that and giving like a 
more thorough perspective than even someone like myself was aware of. So, so thank you so much for that. Yeah. Uh, so you, you were at Amazon, Amazon, you know, basically kind of, you know, was a huge blessing for you. Yeah. Uh, what was your reason from transitioning from Amazon to Meta? Yeah. Okay. So, um, against contrary belief, I am a firm believer that it is, um, you need to move jobs quite frequently. Amen to that. Um, so when I think about tech and I think about black folks, I think that it is probably one of the most lucrative ways to set your future up. Mm -hmm. But I also believe that tech is not sustainable for a black person mm, in the most yeah. cases. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, and the reason I say that is because while I can help folks understand different nuances and challenges and, and best practices and guidance and mentorship and all that stuff, there are still systems in place there are, we still know that we are underrepresented in these spaces. Yeah. And so anytime someone is marginalized, like there's probably going to be some sort of unfair treatment that is either known or unknown, but just mm -hmm. things that we have to go through, right? Yeah. Inside of these tech spaces. And so my thought process around tech is have a goal. He and, and, and I want to go back on that word because I just told my husband the other day that I'm done saying the word goal because... Mm -hmm. Winners and losers have this exact same goals. Yeah, but different results. Right. Yeah. So I don't like goals. I like processes. So anyways. Okay, there we go. <laughs> um, like, know what you want out of this thing. So let's just say you want financial freedom. You want to own a bunch of properties. Mm -hmm. Then work backwards on how you can get that. So maybe your plan is go to Meta for three years and get your high salary in addition to equity, mm -hmm. vest, leave that company with all of your equity, go to the next company, do the same thing for three or four years, mm -hmm. leave that company with really high equity. Now you got maybe $500,000 in equity yeah. and then maybe you need to put in just three more years somewhere else. Mm -hmm. You know, but that to me is more of a sustainable plan versus like what our parents used to tell us about staying Instead at a company, company for 40 years, 50 years, years, getting man. a 2% increase every single year. Like that just doesn't do it for me. Um, I think that people need to realize that when you enter into these companies, everything that you gather from day one to the end of three years, like you are so much more powerful. You have so much more experience. You got mm -hmm. to understand your power, understand your experience and be able to leverage that to the next thing. Yeah. You know, but that all starts with having a plan. That all starts with having an end goal and really being super intentional about your end goal and end goal and mm -hmm. not getting um, clouded with all the mess that goes on inside of some companies. Because mm -hmm. even though, like, I love my company that I work for now, like, there's always something. Yeah, you're dealing with humans, you're dealing with people that are flawed and have issues with personalities. Always, always. So, like, in order to kind of stay out the way, I feel like I have a very, and this is what I teach often, um, I have a very uh, transactional relationship with work. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I love my job. I love what I do. But I also know that, like, I'm here for a purpose. They hired me for a purpose. Yep. So I'm going to give them this thing. They're going to pay me my money. Exactly. And I'm going to go home. Yeah. And that's the way to just, like, get your brain laser focused to, like, let me do this for eight hours. Let me get off and enjoy my life and then go back at it and do this for another eight hours to receive what I need to receive. Yeah. We had a, uh, uh, you know, the event that we had last month. Mm -hmm. um, one of the guests that was there is uh, Cortez. Um, he's been in the industry for a very long time. And one of the questions was, hey, do, do tech companies hire, you know, do they care about diversity or is it just token? He was the first one to answer. And... No, he was the second to answer, but his answer, I loved his answer so much because 
You know, he was like, yes, yeah, some companies do hire you as a token. He said, but I'm going to be real. I don't care if I'm a token. Yep. He's, like, he's like, they're using me as a token. He says, I'm going to use them. Yep. He's, I'm going to use them and I'm going to dip out. Yep. And yep. So it literally parallels with what, you, what you're talking about. A hundred percent. I get that question often. Like, I just had somebody reach out to me on LinkedIn and ask me like, hey, what is the culture at such and such company? Like, why? Yeah. Like, don't worry about that. When you just double down and being 100% authentic, showing up in the way you want to show up, do good work and get off. Yeah. And then get your direct deposit on yeah. Friday. People are forgetting that, like you mentioned, the transactional yep. aspect. It's yep. like, don't see these companies as a, don't see them as a marriage, but see yep. it almost is like, I hate to say it, but see it almost as like a, a fling or a yep. dating relationship. Yep. Where it's like, hey, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I like, like you, you still, even if you're just dating someone, you want them to check certain boxes. Yeah. But if you're not thinking about marriage, right. then it's like there are certain boxes you don't really care yep. about. And so yep. it's like, okay, you at least need to check these boxes. But we're only here for a year, year and a half. Yep. But it's That's like right. too many people I think are trying to see these companies like a marriage. Like, no, they have to check every box to make me feel super fulfilled. Yeah. And it's like maybe something else is that is that fulfillment. So That's I love you talking right. about the having that transactional mentality. Yep. And so so you hit so you from Amazon to Meta, yeah. two very huge uh, companies. I mean, they're, they're both, I mean, Fang or Mang, Mang now because of Meta. Uh, you left Meta mm-hmm. for Twitch, but you, you left, you started to prepare to leave yeah. because you had mentioned you saw the writing on the wall yeah. before the layoffs. So what was it like before the layoffs and what was some of the writing you saw on the wall that had you transition over to Twitch? Yeah, um, so first and foremost, like... I loved working at Facebook. Absolutely loved working at Facebook. Um, shout out to Zuck because despite like the things I hear people say about him, like he treated us so well. I'm a fan of many of these founders of tech companies. People, people throw shade at them. All the but time. I'm like, I'm like, bro, they're doing dope yeah, stuff. Yeah, all the time. Yep, yep. So... Um, so like I said, shout out to Zuck. Like there was just, we were getting so much things that we, we would receive things and I'd be like, okay, it's no way we deserve this. Just mm. like, I remember when COVID hit and he gave us like $5,000 and I think it was just, just like COVID. I don't even know. It's, it's <laughs> COVID money. Every money. <laughs> yeah. Like you had unlimited time off to take for COVID leave. It was just a really good place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to the fact that the work was dope and like the experience you gain is second to none. Mm-hmm. So then like we did that for a few years. And then I remember um, a, a meetup, a, a team meetup that we had. And before this team meetup, we were just out here wild and like we would be able to book <laughs> hotel rooms for any amount of money Dang. and like do all kinds of team meetups and just drink in the office and all kinds of stuff. And then I just remember the first email like, oh, be mindful of what you spend. And the mm-hmm. first time I got that email, I was like, Okay, that's weird. Why do I need to be mindful? But okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. But then we started getting more and more emails like that, right? And then I remember we had a big team meeting in San Francisco and it was super like, yo, these are the hotels you can stay at. If you don't book it, blah, 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 in advance, you can't come. It was just really particular. Yeah, stuff started getting really weird. It started getting weird. And so I'm like, this don't feel right. This don't seem right. It's almost like you you dating somebody. It's like, yo, honestly. <laughs> wait, like, why wait, don't I'm, all your analogies I'm go to dating somebody? Sudden, I, I don't know. <laughs> Well, I'm a, I'm a, uh, before I was in tech, I was a, uh, I'm a certified relationship coach and stuff. So I think that's why a lot of my analogies, For really real? but I never even thought, yeah, I'm a life or life and relationship coach, um, before getting into tech, but, um, okay. but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna try to use other analogies moving forward. But <laughs> in, anyway, go ahead with, with your story. Um, okay. Real quick though. You need to move to San Francisco because I met a guy in San Francisco when I lived mm-hmm. in Meta that was making like five grand per client 
um, be in a relationship coach. Jeez. Because think about it, like a lot of engineers, you know, that may oh, not a have a, like big social skills. Need relationships so to talk yeah. to Oh, a yeah, girl. these engineers, they, they have so much money, and but then they realize real quick it takes more than because w- w- women will drain a man's money. <laughs> but if, if they like, yeah, you're still socially awkward, I'm not gonna actually right. date you. Right. I'm gonna enjoy your money, but I ain't gonna date That's you. Right. That's right. This conversation that, just turned all the way left, but okay, go ahead. No, 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 no. Th- thank you, thank you for that for mentioning that, okay. that plug. But I, I want to, uh, so so you meetings started happening, and basically things started changing, yeah, things were coming up, and it's like, yep. okay. All right, so, but then what What was the moment that you were like, all right, nah, like I got to start prepare? So it was in addition to all of the changes, mm-hmm. um, there was a hiring freeze. Mm-hmm. And again, before this, like we was just balling at Facebook. Yeah. Like you come, it, the, it was higher pay than industry standards, yeah. bonuses. Oh, and then the stock. Oh, yeah, the stock. Man. The stock fell crazy. Oh, yeah. Fell, it fell crazy. Like most people lost 50% of... Sheesh. They're worth. Um, so anyways, um, so it was accumulation of all of those things. Yeah. And so I just was like, and this is another, like, this is another point. Like, don't wait. Don't wait for things. Like, I saw the first signs, and so I just start putting my feelers yeah. out there. But of course, I have a good connections out in the universe. I have good mentors. I have good sponsors at other places. So I just started asking folks, like, what kind of roles are hiring? Mm-hmm. You know, is there any positions that I would be a good fit for? And so literally, um, I resigned from Meta. Um, I accepted the role at Twitch slash Amazon as a director of creator diversity. And probably six weeks, not even four weeks later, my entire team was laid off. 11,000 people, my global Whoa. team, every single person was laid off. Yo, so one of the most in-demand roles in tech and one of the most roles that you all ask us about the most is cybersecurity. Uh, cybersecurity is one of the most uh, like recession-proof style jobs in tech. And to take it a step further, it's also a job where you can make a crap ton of money in this industry. Many of you have been asking us about the best route to get into cybersecurity. There are a few different routes that you can go, uh, a couple different boot camps that I think are really great for cybersecurity. But recently, we just partnered with one called Syntax Technologies. They are one of the most highly rated boot camps in the US. And to take it a step further, their boot camp isn't just under $5,000, but also they provided us with a unique discount to provide to our audience. So that way you all do not have to pay the full price for the bootcamp. This also involves any discounts they might have, any special sales that they might have. You can use this discount on top of their discount, their sale. Now listen, y'all, their cohorts are limited. They only have about three cohorts a year and it's on a first come first serve basis. So make sure you go ahead and sign up ASAP so you can speak to an advisor and that way you can enroll in Syntax Technologies and become a cybersecurity analyst. That's incredible. So, so I... Man, ha- happy that that didn't happen to you. Happy that you saw the writing on the wall. So you mentioned you mentioned a bunch of different key things, but if you could just line out mm-hmm. for everyone some things that they should look for if they're at a tech company, things they should be aware of to pay attention to so that they also could learn how to see the writing on the wall. Yeah, I think that um, the number one word that I think about is like intuition. Okay. Um, Black folks have intuition. Like we've had to use intuition to keep us alive for how many years? Yeah. And I think it's something that we just don't recognize or like hold to any level of standard. Like intuition is real. Mm-hmm. And so when things start getting different, 
when things start feeling weird. And I'm not saying things feel different, so you need to just jump ship. Yeah. But just at least have an action plan. And I think that for most people, they wait. They wait and they sit. And not just when it comes to layoffs, just in life in general. Mm -hmm. I have people reaching out to me like, yo, I saw a really dope role a week ago. And then maybe I took a week to answer them. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, did you apply? No, I was waiting for you to respond. Like, don't wait. Yeah. I um actually took this from Amazon when I first started there. Um, Jeff Bezos has one of their leadership principles is bias for action, like move fast. And so my husband and I just decided, anytime, decided that any time in life when there was an opportunity, we were going to move with 50% of the information. Mm, because by the like time that. you get 70, 80, 90% of the information, either the opportunity is gone mm -hmm. or somebody else has done it. Yep, exactly. And that's how you stay ahead. If you know 50% and 50% is good, do it. Yeah, I love that. I like that. What was the quote you said? Is bias what? Bias for action. So Amazon like is centered around leadership principles, mm -hmm. bias for action, customer obsession. Yeah, I love, it just I, means I love move. that customer obsession one yeah. so much. Yeah, it just means move, move fast. Like think about things, you know, thoroughly, but quickly and make yeah. calculated risks and move. Yeah. And in my opinion, that's the way to get ahead in life, not just at a tech company. Yeah. And that's wonderful even like for entrepreneurship. Like Absolutely. Some of the most successful entrepreneurs, they they move quickly. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, I love that. Um, that's that's super solid. Uh, thank, thank you for dropping those nuggets. It's going to be really helpful uh, for a lot of people. Um, so uh, what are some of the challenges that you see black people facing who are trying to break into tech? Oh, gosh, a lot. OK, so um, let me first before I answer that question, say that I understand the challenges. And the challenges typically come from the fact that we're entering a new space, again, mm -hmm. that wasn't created for us or by us. Mm -hmm. And we have no inside information. We have no background. We have no mentors or sponsors that have already done this thing. Mm -hmm. And so we net new. We going into these spaces just doing what we think we should do to get the job. Yeah. Whereas like, there really is a lot of like, um, strategic thinking and intentionality that is centered around getting a job. So, you know, I, I try to have people, first and foremost, I already said this, but I'm going to say it again, get someone on the inside or surround yourself in a community of people who have done the things that you are looking to do. Yeah. That's number one. And then, like, get the insight. So just something really quick um, that is major is, like, when you're looking at your resume, work with somebody in tech to understand what a resume looks like. I get dozens of resumes all the time, and most often I look at resumes like, yo, they're never going to get called back. Yeah. You know, yeah. people aren't optimizing their resume or tailoring their, tailoring their resume to look like the job. You know, don't t put 150,000 things inside of your resume, even if you've done all of those things. Put the things that are relevant to the job. Lead with impact. Nobody cares if you held a webinar. But maybe if that webinar, you created a net new webinar series that drove an increase of 2% reach in the Latinx community month over month. Yeah. That's, that's a bullet. Dope. Yeah, that's dope. That's completely different than saying I hosted a webinar series. No one cares about that. We want to understand what is the impact that you can drive because if you drove this impact at this company, you're likely to be able to drive this impact at the new company. Man, you are dropping so many bars right now. This kind of reminds me of when I when I saw you on stage and I was like, oh, this girl's dropping like a bunch of bombs. It's so much more I want to ask you, but uh, we are getting short on time, so I want to try to like uh, cut mm -hmm. it down just a little bit. Yeah. Um. So let's jump to this. So. Um, so how can someone work in tech, um, but not on tech, but yeah. still make several six figures? Yep. So um, I don't know if I said this already, but like I do not have a technical role right now. Yeah. When I first started at Amazon, I was a technical um, program manager, but that wasn't for me. Like I know my strengths. 
So I would say first and foremost, know what you're good at and know what you're not good at and double down on the things that you're good at. So I'm really good at being an empath, being able to transfer energy from back and forth from people, you know, being able mm-hmm. to be a cross-functional collaborator, a partnerships leader. And so those kind of roles, a partner, partnerships roles, sales roles, mm-hmm. those jobs are business roles within tech that still yeah. make a lot of money. You don't need to be a product manager or an engineer or go to a boot camp or be a software developer in order to like be successful in tech. Those are options. Yeah, 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 definitely. But if those options don't align with the things that you're good at, then like do the things that you're good at. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the biggest challenges. I have people come to me all the time and ask like, I don't want to be a software engineer. Is there still a chance for me? Absolutely. Let's talk mm-hmm. about, let's peel the layers of the onion back to get to the bottom of what are the things you actually love to do, the things you're good at, and let's find a job that aligns so that your performance can be on par. Yeah, that's super good. So uh, I, I do need to ask this because uh, people in the comments will, will kill me if I don't ask this. I'm mm-hmm. looking at the YouTube comments. Uh, so what do you do currently at Twitch? Yep, so uh, my title is the Director of Creator Diversity Partnerships. And basically what that means is my team builds programs and pilots and activations that um, helps underrepresented creators grow and thrive on the Twitch platform. As we know, Twitch is predominantly a white platform, Mm -hmm. a white male platform. Um, So there's a lot of opportunity for other creators to grow. And so we're building pilots and programs to help them do that. Yeah. Shouts out to you. Yo, yo, if anybody from Twitch sees this, y'all need to, uh, (laughs) need to, because before we even started rolling, she came, first thing she said was, "Mm, you should do this on Twitch. I did. So she working even off the clock. She working. She putting in that work for Twitch. Because Twitch is dope. Like, and, I, dope, yeah. and you have to admit, like, Twitch is dope, but it is not very well known in our community. No, it's not, oh, it's super not well known in our community. When I wear my Twitch attire and I go somewhere, white men come up to me every single time like, yo, you work at Twitch? But when I talk to my family, they're like, what is Twitch? Yeah. So, like, I just think there's so much opportunity and space yeah. for folks to like this, for this to belong and live on Twitch, 100%. Yeah. 